All set and ready to go. It's the 414 Sports Podcast presented by Soul Boxer, and it starts right now. Once again, welcome in. This is the 414 Sports Podcast. I'm Don Wachillis. Thank you so much for joining us. The 414 Sports Podcast is presented by Soul Boxer, crafting and bottling bartender quality cocktails you can enjoy just about anywhere. The brandy old-fashioned, the bourbon old-fashioned, the Manhattan are crafted to be true to their supper club origins. Check your local grocer or your local beverage distributor to find Soul Boxer, you will be glad that you did. On today's podcast, we're looking at the Brewers, the Packers, the Bucks, and we'll close out with a little college basketball here in the state of Wisconsin. But let's start with the Brewers. The Brewers, after a bit of a sluggish start against a very good Minnesota Twins team in which they only won the home opener and lost the series going one of two in that beginning series against the twins have now really kind of gotten their act together for lack of a better way of saying it playing some really good baseball now have won the last three series two against the cubs one on the road and one now at home also a series take over the St. Louis Cardinals. So a lot of success right now for the Brewers in the NL Central, getting ready to take on the Pirates as we're putting this podcast together. But if we're talking about the Brewers right now, as much as the storyline was the offense in the beginning of the season, it's taken a while for the offense to really get up and running. And now it is producing at a very, very high rate. As I said, the day we're taping this podcast, they've just beaten the Cubs 7 to nothing. But the storyline, as I was alluding to, is the pitching. The pitching, the starting pitching at least, for the Milwaukee Brewers has been nothing short of phenomenal. And we can start with Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns has got a stat line going right now that has the ability to put him in the record books. So as of 2021, as of the start of this young season, he's got 18.1 innings pitched. He's only allowed in those 18 and one-third innings four hits, one run, 30 strikeouts, but the other amazing stack is he has not walked a batter. And the entire starting pitching rotation right now for the Milwaukee Brewers, maybe not to the success on the stat line of a Corbin Burns, but definitely having success here, as we said early on. And it's something, as far as the Milwaukee Brewers have had in the past, we've never really had a pitching staff where from one to five, you had absolute confidence in, and I think that's what we're experiencing right now. You'd have to go back into 
probably that 1982 season, the American League pennant season, when they went to the World Series on the American League side and ended up losing in seven to the St. Louis Cardinals. I think that was the last time that I can think of where you had pitching from the number one to the number five in that starting rotation that you weren't nervous about. Too many a times teams roll into a season and your one and two is really good or maybe even a one, two, and yeah, your three has potential, but four and five, you just kind of want to work through and then get back to the top of the rotation. The way things are going right now, the brewery, the brewers and their pitching is something to behold. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Again, it's early in the season. We don't know if that necessarily will lend itself for the entire 162 games to be played out here over the summer. But at least to start things off, the Brewers have got pitching, and the Brewers are starting to hit the baseball, and the Brewers are starting to live up to their potential. So as we said, heading into a three-game series at the time of this taping against the Pittsburgh Pirates. In a moment, let's talk football. But are we talking football or have we created a soap opera with the Green Bay Packers? We'll get to it in just a moment. All right, let's spend a little time talking about the Green Bay Packers and specifically Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has found his way, his name, not necessarily maybe by choice, but maybe so, on every single national broadcast in the last couple of weeks talking about whether Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers will stick together, so to speak, like a happy couple until Aaron Rodgers retires. And obviously, the drafting of Jordan Love last year in the first round was a bit disheartening, probably for Aaron Rodgers, but mainly for the fan base who was really hoping that they would begin to surround Aaron Rodgers with a little more offensive talent, a couple of more weapons in order to help that offense click. And even though the offense clicked extremely well this past season, you could see in that NFC championship game that it lacked just one more weapon, just one more element to throw the defense into a tizzy in figuring out how to defend a very high potent offense. And it just felt like it could have used that particular item to get them over the top. But in the meantime, since then, there has been a lot of talk about these two, meaning the Packers and Aaron Rodgers splitting. And I just wonder if it started more or less by the national media looking to have a discussion and it's morphed into something more real, or was it something real to begin with that really has now thrown itself into the limelight and everybody has an opinion. Everybody has an opinion as to whether or not Aaron Rodgers will finish in Green Bay or whether or not he will play someplace else. Now, the fact of the matter is, find a team who's Starting quarterback, MVP quarterback, Super Bowl quarterback, did not finish someplace else. Joe Montana, one of the great quarterbacks of all time, had his success essentially with the 49ers and ended up finishing with the Kansas City Chiefs. 
you can go throughout NFL history and find situations where quarterbacks leave their original team and finish someplace else. And it seems as if that's where the storyline is coming from with regards to Aaron Rodgers. But the fear, at least that I have right now, is we've got two entities, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, specifically the front office with the Green Bay Packers. You've got two very, very powerful egos right now that are clashing. They're bumping heads. Each one thinks they're right. You can take the passive-aggressive way. You can take the outright in-your-face way. However you want to perceive this, right now it's a battle of egos. And what my hope is is that as a Packer fan, those egos don't interfere with what could still be some epic runs in this Green Bay Packer team. My fear right now is the way this keeps building and running as the head of steam keeps moving this storyline forward is that we're going to have a clash of egos. And egos in the past have ruined organizations and teams for many, many years. And my fear is if they don't figure out how to resolve this quickly, Egos are going to get in the way, and that will be the storyline for years to come when both of these entities have decided to part ways. Let's hope it doesn't get to that because with Aaron Rodgers at the helm, the Green Bay Packers are always in contention. Without Aaron Rodgers at the helm, you're throwing a young man into the most prestigious position in sport, that being an NFL quarterback, without much experience, and you're going to have a fan base that will turn rather quickly because we have been spoiled. We have been unbelievably spoiled from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers with a level of excellence with regards to quarterback play that it will take some time if Jordan Love can get to that point. And I don't know if this split occurs, if the fan base will give Jordan Love that time. So let's hope egos don't get in the way. And let's hope as much as the national media right now is talking about this, we can figure out a way to get this thing resolved and move forward. And, and maybe Aaron Rodgers does not finish his contract, uh, his entire playing career, excuse me, with the Green Bay Packers. But let's hope it's not preempted due to ego. The Bucks, they continue to move forward. Let's talk a little NBA basketball. All right, let's talk about our Milwaukee Bucks. And before we do that, as always, we want to thank Soul Boxer, our presenting sponsor, crafting and bottling bartender quality cocktails you can enjoy just about anywhere. The brandy old-fashioned, the bourbon old-fashioned, the Manhattan are all crafted true to their supper club origins. And as we always say, look at your favorite supermarket or wherever you buy your beverages at Soul Boxer. Ask for it by name. So the Bucks again, at the time of this podcast taping, coming off a really nice win against a very 
bad Minnesota Timberwolves team. 130-105 was the final in that game. A game, once again, that saw Giannis Antetokounmpo sit out due to what is being classified as a knee injury or knee soreness, depending upon what way you want to look at it. The disheartening part right now is that Giannis has been sitting now for a number of games, I believe seven now in a row, and you just you just begin to wonder because you're not getting much news from the Milwaukee Bucks organization, so you begin to wonder how serious that injury is, or is it a way of just letting the two-time MVP take a break? keeping his batteries refreshed, keeping himself good and ready for the playoff run. Right now, the Bucs have the number three seed. They're 34 and 20. The Nets at 37 and 17, along with the 76ers with the same record, sitting at one and two in the Eastern Conference. The Bucs coming off an extremely tough road trip that found them on the road, dealing with the West Coast, finishing up, as we just said, earlier today in Minnesota before now heading back home. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games. As we said, sitting in at number three seed, but you would love to see the Bucks at least move into the two seed. If not the one, at least the two seed, because as things match up right now, if we were looking at the playoffs and you start looking at some of the teams that are sitting in that six seed the five seed, things, how they would play out once the brackets are set up with the NBA playoffs. You're looking at a Miami Heat team that didn't play well in the beginning of the year, but is playing extremely well right now. And we know what the Heat did to the Milwaukee Bucks last year. And then as of right now, sitting in that number five seed is the Boston Celtics. So there are two teams that you would have the potential of having to face before getting to the Eastern Conference Finals that have caused you nothing but a headache in the last couple of years. So we'll keep an eye on Giannis. We'll hope that Giannis gets back into the fold. Drew Holiday, who signed his contract extension with Milwaukee about a week ago, is living up to his billing and what an asset he has become here as a Milwaukee Buck. So we've got some pieces in play right now that if Giannis is able to get healthy, and maybe he is, and again, maybe he's just dealing with an organization that wants to rest him a bit, or if he is injured, hopefully it heals so we get this team at full strength once the playoffs come as more and more cities now allow fans back into the arenas the opportunity for what was last year as far as not having a home court advantage might be going by the wayside. So having those games at home could be something positive as we make our way towards the playoffs. So keep an eye on Giannis. The Bucs, after we said that long road trip, finally back home. And so we'll see how they make their push here as we're about two-thirds of the way through the season down the home stretch and start getting ready for a playoff run. One more segment to get to. Some college basketball news, even though the season has wrapped up 
here in the 414. Some good news for Marquette and Wisconsin fans. We'll get to it in just a minute. All right, as we begin to wind things down here on this podcast, let's cover a couple of news items in the world of college basketball here in the 414 and the state of Wisconsin. First of all, some good news for Marquette Golden Eagle fans as the 6'7 forward out of Brookfield Central, David Joplin, has announced that he will play for Marquette next season. Uh, a very highly touted high school athlete that had committed to play for Shaka Smart down in Texas. And with Shaka Smart being hired at Marquette, now has decided to pull his letter of intent from the Longhorns and slide on over to the Marquette Golden Eagles. So congratulations to Marquette and Shaka Smart for landing the likes of David Joplin, who was very successful at Brookfield Central and now headed to the Marquette Golden Eagles. So if Marquette can keep that core group together and add somebody like Joplin into the mix with Shaka Smart's offense, the Marquette Golden Eagles could, could again, finally find themselves in the NCAA tournament and make a little bit of noise because there is some really, really good basketball players right now at Marquette University. One other news item, which is great news for the Wisconsin Badgers, Brad Davison has announced that he will return with that extra year of eligibility to the Wisconsin Badgers. So a very young, talented Wisconsin Badger team that was set to take the court next year will have some veteran as we say, leadership in the backcourt in Brad Davison, who has announced he will return. So that's good news for the Wisconsin Badger program as well. All right, time to wrap things up. Thank you so much for joining us. Once again, our thanks to Soul Boxer for being our presenting sponsor. Make sure whether you're at the local supermarket or wherever you buy your beverages, check out Soul Boxer. Grab yourself a bottle. I guarantee you will not be disappointed. Until next time, I'm Don Wachillis. Thank you so much again for joining us here on the 414 Sports Podcast.